Hey, welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, we're going to take you behind the scenes of TBT to meet four of the people who make TBT what it is. Jen Todd, Jeanette Barry, Jesse Leeds, and Matt Pandolfi. We'll get some background information on those four, find out why they're working on TBT and what they love about it. Remember, if you like TBT and you like our podcast especially, don't forget to leave us a rating on iTunes. It really helps spread the word. Thanks. I'm Jen Todd, the SVP of Sponsorship and Events. What does that really mean, and what do you really do? <laughs> um, mostly I'm in charge of the physical tournament, so all the logistics around actually having the basketball be played. Um, and then on the sponsorship side, it means um, coordinating with all the people that are serving as sponsors for our event. I don't think people really have a great... People that haven't seen TBT in person have a great grasp of what all the logistics are. So... What's a little snippet of what that means? Um, well, it's a long time frame. Uh, the planning for, for TBT itself, a lot of the players ask us what we do in our off time. There is no off time for us, but um, that, that uh, mostly requires um, from a time like now, looking at our venues, trying to figure out where we're going to play. Um, but when it actually gets to being on site, um, it's getting all the players um, actually there, knowing where to go. Um, getting them uniforms, uh, something to play in, uh, managing 50 to 60 staff on site, um, managing the scores table, the stats, all the information and all the, all the content that's coming out of there is obviously used by other members of the team. How does that happen that you end up having 50 to 60 people or we end up having 56 people on site? Cause I think we only have six people that <laughs> work for us. Uh, we, uh, we lean heavily on some great partners that we've established over the last couple of years. Um, that door yeah, slamming, there's... by the way, we might have to edit that out. <laughs> it's too offensive on the sound. It doesn't, I don't know what's happening yes, here. Yes, there's always something happening in this office. Um, by the way, there's a party city downstairs, and you often hear that when you're working, right? I mean, it sounds like they're using a sledgehammer, doesn't it? It really does. I've never actually heard that sound here So that one's before. new? That one's new, okay. yes. Usually it's some sort of pop music and uh, babies crying. Okay. So. <laughs> um, so you were talking about how the staff at a TBT event ends up at 50 or 60, and I think you said that we have some great partners and, and things like that that we use. So we have a um, basketball operations agency that actually helps us with the actual basketball. So uh, my, my motto is the basketball will always be played. Um, and then we have um, an event agency that helps us to manage most of the what I say is wrap the event in a pretty bow. It helps us to manage the outskirts of the event. So anything that's happening for a fan, um, as well as some of some of the player interactions off the court. So one of the things that I thought was so cool in 2014 when we came in to the arena for the first time and it was started getting set up was all of the signage and all of that things that were branded it, branding it as a TBT event. It almost looked like Philadelphia University was a, a TBT venue. How do you start that, and where does that process begin, and and at what stage of the, the yearly cycle do you start thinking about that kind of stuff? Uh, well, we start thinking about it now. Uh, we, we're thinking about it all the time. Um, I think in general, we're always thinking about what we did really well and what we could do better. Um, but signage is always one of those, uh, always top on that list. Um, I think that uh, we will, we've evolved over time. We will make things a little bit easier for ourselves in terms of sort of standardizing our look. Um, part of it is experimentation as you grow, trying to figure out kind of what works, what we love, you know, a look we might love or um, even from the very beginning, the colors that we were going to use on the court. Um, but we, I mean, what's really involved in that is obviously picking the venue and then 
going through a very detailed set of measurements of all the things that we want to hang and, and what would go there. Um, then working with the signage company to figure out what materials we use for that, what the creative looks like for that. Working with our designer to figure out what the design is and then having it produced um, in time for the event. How big of a challenge is it to get that Karate Kid bracket right? That's sort of a loaded question because part of it is um, an internal challenge that we give to ourselves. I mean, if we just created that bracket and said, okay, that's fine and, and, and had it produced, it wouldn't be that hard. Um, but we're sort of perfectionists in that way. And so we want it to look exactly right. Um, you know, most people wouldn't notice that there's like a little bubble at the end of the, at the bracket tag that has um, a logo as well as a name. You know, you could make it a lot more simple for yourself if it was just sort of a horizontal So tag. why do it? Like, why make it? more complicated for yourself? Well, I think in 2014 it was um, the challenge of seeing if anyone would recognize what that bracket looks like. And that that configuration is the closest to uh, the original. Um, but also because we are perfectionists, we believe in quality, those little details make a difference. So, Do you sleep at night knowing, <laughs> like, can you go to bed at night thinking that uh, I need to make sure that you know, this sign looks perfectly or that this version of a logo is, you know, within our standards. I mean, are those things you think about when you leave the office at the end of the day? Yes. I mean, the short answer is yes. I don't sleep very well at night. Um, is that because of the Not the aside children? from the fact that I have three children, <laughs> but also because um, uh, there's a lot of aspects to the event that could go wrong. And I think that if we, with all the planning that we do, if we get on site and everything goes exactly as we plan it, um, it's a pretty easy event to run. As I said, we have a lot of people that are helping us out. Um, but there's always something that goes wrong in an event. I mean, that's the nature of event management. And so it's your ability to troubleshoot those things in a timely fashion that kind of make the difference. What's your background in event management? And what did you do before coming into TB2? Um... Well, I used to be a strategy consultant, so I used to, I, I didn't work in sports. Um, I went to, uh, I actually majored in biology as an undergrad, went into healthcare consulting, uh, transitioned that into strategy consulting, so just management strategy for Fortune 500 companies. Um, I think that was great early experience for me, just trying to figure out how to attack problems in a strategic way, um, learning a lot of the business principles that I obviously didn't learn as a biology major. Um, went to business school and after business school, um, continued some of that strategy work and then just sort of decided that I didn't want to be a generalist forever. Um, my passion was sports. I'm definitely the black sheep of my family. <laughs> in, just in terms in of regard? being a sports fan, all, my parents are both professors. My brother's a professor. My grandfather's were both professors. Uh, my uncle's a professor. Everybody's an academic. And they're not sports fans? They're sports fans, but not in a not certainly not in a way that they would take a career that direction. Um, but that was uh, at the at that sort of pivot point in my career, I decided that that's where I wanted to go. Um, what, what is it about sports though that made you want to work in it versus just like most people watch it from the TV or from the side of the court? Well, it's funny because you know people come into sports saying they want to work in sports, um, and really that's not you know the angle is more. Uh, that you have this specific skill and that you want to apply it to sports as an, as an industry. So me wanting to work in sports was just that I was passionate about it. I'd been an athlete all my life. Um, I love the stories. I love, I love everything about it. I, you know, I watch it all weekend. It's, but I think I had the skills to take, um, into a sports career. So mm -hmm. what's your favorite sport? 
hard to say. Uh, I love to watch football. Um, grew up watching football with my dad. Um, I was a gymnast, so of course around the Olympics I watched that. Um, I love to play tennis. It's more of a lifetime sport. I can't do gymnastics anymore. Um, too old and frail for that. Um, so I don't really have a favorite, but... Um, of the sort of traditional big four sports, hockey, football, basketball, baseball, which of those four would you pick? Well, I think the right answer would be basketball. That's what everybody <laughs> but, seems to be saying. I don't know that, that is, there is a right me, or wrong. But for me, I think of all the people in the office, I'm probably the, the, the least um, w- one to be chosen as a basketball fan. I think, in fact, in my first conversation with John, he asked me if I was a basketball fan, and I probably, um, without a lot of thought, said no. Um, I do like college basketball. Um, I, but I think of all those things, I would probably pick football. How I think you... it allows me to stay objective about the no, event. I mean, I don't so think you have to that's be That's my a angle huge... if I need one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesse and Jeanette clearly live and die with uh, basketball and, you know, we now work in that industry, but there's no requirement. I don't think that it has to be like your number no, one No, I don't passion. think so either. I... Um, how did you first find out about TBT? So I don't know if you're going to interview Vin, but Vin is our what I'll call our COO. Um, he's worked with John from the very beginning um, on this, as have you, obviously. But um, he and John put out a posting through a sports conference about a new big event that they were planning. It was very vague. Um, you couldn't tell even, I think, from the posting that it was supposed to be for basketball. Um, and I was at the conference, and I saw that posting, and I reached out So the out posting to was vague enough that you didn't even know what sport it was? I don't believe it said basketball. I think it's just said a new big event. Uh, big, new big nationwide televised event. That's so fascinating. <laughs> I didn't even, so that part of it I didn't know. So there's this vague event that yeah. they post about. It's going to be a really big a, deal. You're going to have to trust looking, us. Yep. They're looking for a CMO. It yeah. was, um, I don't, I, it was, you know, it was enough of a meaty job description that it was compelling, but mm-hmm. it was, it was incredibly vague. Like you wouldn't really have been able to tell anything about it besides what I just explained to you um, from what I saw. And yeah, so I reached out to Vin and I said, "Hmm, I'm interested in this, you know, is this, um, can you tell me more about what this is? And he sent me this really confidential deck, you know, about how this is it labeled confidential. Yes. He made me sign a non-disclosure agreement before, you know, because it was the secret concept, and yeah. that, which only made it more intriguing yeah. um, at the time. I wonder if that so. was a marketing ploy by Vin to do that or John to do that. Do you think? I don't think so. No, I think that that's how they approached everyone who they were telling yeah. about the concept. Because early on, we were really nervous that people would try to copy this. Yes. But, you know, as you create something, it's really hard to copy all the... It's easy to make a basketball tournament, I suppose, but yeah. it's much harder to copy all the the various pieces of it. Um, so I signed the non-disclosure and then I met with Vin a few times and I started doing some sponsorship consulting for, for them. Um, so this was probably four years ago Mm -hmm. and I had worked in sponsorship, so I didn't, I didn't finish that story, but, um, but more from the activation side and not from the sales side. And so, but it was sort of like, how do we go to market? How do we tell people about this concept? How do we talk about it in a sort of clear way and also sort of massaging the concept and what it was. Um, and then, I mean, I didn't have any idea that at that point that this would become a full-time gig and that we would be growing the team this way and that we would be where we are now. But what do you think of where it is now? Like, do you kind of think about 
being on ESPN and all those kind of things? Or are you so focused on sort of making this the best event that it can be that that perspective is harder to come by? I mean, I think, I think, I think about it all the time because I think you have to take time to step back and kind of enjoy the good things that are happening and realize sort of how far we've come. I mean, it is amazing in three years how far we've come from where that was. Even con- conceptually, like the, the tournament is so different, but also just hiring people to work on this full time and all these partners that we have, you know, kind of relying on us to be around every year and um yeah i mean it, what, what i love about it is every day we come in and there's um like literally everything we're doing is making an impact in july and august um and i don't think everyone can say that about their job that's what i was actually going to ask you so you've already answered that one <laughs> i don't know if you already asked that to others. um what's your favorite kind of team in tbt do you have a, a favorite kind I'm not asking for like a specific team yeah. necessarily, but you know, like the, there's a variety of different types. I don't know. I mean, you could care, you could classify in them in many different ways and characterize them in many different ways. I mean, I love the, um, I don't know. I love, I love the, uh, first of all, I love all the players in the way that, in the nature that they, of you know, that they sort of show to us is like, I think we didn't realize in the beginning that we would get all these incredible people participating in the event so across the board i love that about tbt but i think that the teams that i love are um i don't know teams that have known each other for a long time that come back together to have a chance to play together again they don't get that opportunity a lot um teams that are passionate about what we're doing appreciative of what we do um so there's a lot of teams that fall into that category so i don't think that it characterizes any one team Hi, it's Jeanette Barry. I'm the director of events at the basketball tournament. What do you really do? What does that mean? What do I actually do? So everything from selecting the venues for all of our games to take place to working on the security plan, the merchandise plan, all the run of show items, the promotions on site, um, working with all the agency contacts that we work with to actually execute the games, talking to the general managers of the teams leading up to the games to make sure that they have all the informa- information that they need to get to the games and know what to expect on site. Um, pretty much anything and everything that touches the the live event is the stuff that I work on. What do you look for when you're trying to find a TBT venue? There's a lot of requirements that we look for, um, primarily location. So we'd ideally like the venue to be in a location that's easily accessible for people, um, whether it's to fly into or to take the, the train or bus as a fan or to drive to. Um, we also want a venue that's the right size for us. So right now, going into the third year, um, we ideally you know, want a venue that's not huge, like a 10,000-seat pavilion, but more so a venue that might accommodate 1,000 to 2,000. Um, so we really get that intimate feel and everyone feels a part of the the event. Uh, there's other requirements such as, you know, you obviously want air conditioning in the summertime, uh, practice court, ideally ample additional space that we'll use for the office and uh, stuff like that, and then locker rooms for the teams. Um, so there's a lot of smaller details that we also discuss with the venue point of contact, um, but those are kind of the key criteria that we look for. How did you find out about TBT? So the way that I first found out about TBT, it was probably about four years ago now, and uh, at the time I was running on the side a nonprofit for women that work in sports and events called WISE, and I was the president of the Boston chapter, and Jen Todd, my now boss at TBT, she was moving to Boston from New York and had been involved in the New York chapter, and so basically 
the initial founder of OliveWise put Jen in touch with me and said, you know, you should get in touch with Jeanette and be a part of the Boston chapter. And so Jen and I made plans to get coffee someday. And before we actually did that, Jen sent me an email about this new company she was working for called the Basketball Tournament. And uh, they were looking for, at the time, like a regional event manager to help with uh, everything that I just listed that I do now. And so I was, she wanted me essentially to spread the word to the WISE database to see if there was anyone that was a good fit. And so I was reading the description and I saw events and marketing, which is what I've done my entire career and basketball, which I've played my entire life. And uh, it was just the perfect position for me. And so I immediately pulled over and uh, typed her an email back and said, yes, I know somebody, it would be me uh, and would love to, you know, get together and talk about it some more. And so Jen and I first started talking about this, uh, like I said, four years ago, and then stayed in touch for the next three years, would get lunch or coffee every once in a while. And then uh, it finally came to fruition uh, last or two Decembers ago now. So very excited. And so you were in on the 2015 tournament. Yes. Yep. And in 2014, I did go on site in Philadelphia, um, which was good. I'll come to fruition uh, and meet you and uh, the rest of the team. And so uh, last year, yes, I was much more heavily involved. Now, what did you do before? You mentioned that you were working with WISE before. Was that what you were doing immediately before working with TBT? So WISE was on the side. So that was just a nonprofit that I did. It felt like a second full-time job because there was a lot of work involved with it. But my full-time job directly prior to TBT was with Spartan Race, the obstacle race company. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a year. Uh, Prior to that, I had worked for the Celtics and the Bruins at different points and also in the IT industry and nonprofits, so kind of all over the place. But I always had sports involved in my life, whether it was part-time or uh, working for the nonprofit wise. What's your background in sports? So sports from an early age, I always played sports. I played basketball and softball since I was a little girl, Um, did four years of varsity basketball in high school, played AAU. Uh, I coached at Suffolk for a year after I graduated college. Uh, So basketball has always been my primary passion. Um, Worked for the Celtics, like I said, for a couple of seasons uh, and I've always been a huge Boston sports fan across the board. You're from um, here originally, I am right? from here, from Somerville, born and raised, uh, then went to Boston University, so right down the street from Fenway. Um, 2004 was one of the best years of my life when they great. finally won the World Series, yeah. um, which I can't believe that's been 11 years now. But um, So sports, professionally, personally, have always been my main passion. Um, getting involved with the Celtics, that was probably the first job in sports that I had, and then I feel like having that on the resume helped to then worked for the Bruins, uh, worked for the Breakers, the women's soccer team when they were around. I worked for the British Olympic Association when I was studying abroad in London. Um, so I had a lot of really great experience early on. And then, like I said, working for WISE, uh, being the president of the Boston chapter, uh, opened a ton of doors. And the people that I've met, not just in Boston, but across the country that run the other chapters has been uh, amazing and uh, really helpful. Even now with TBT, whenever we decide that we want to look into a new region, i have contacts in all of the major cities now. And so being able to touch base with them and kind of find out where they think it might be a good fit or putting me in touch with contacts that they they know has been a big help. Um, so sports has always been part of my life from an early age. And then thankfully, professionally, it's also been a big part of my life. What's your favorite sport? Uh, obviously, basketball. Is it, definitely, is it really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I could watch. I literally would watch like a fifth grade girls basketball game or an elderly retirement home basketball. Like it doesn't matter who's playing. I love watching basketball. I love playing, shooting around. I feel like it's just one of the only sports that you can just find a basket and you can have enjoyment for the next two hours shooting around and other people will come on the court and go and you, you know, shoot around with them and get to know their story. Um, but always been a huge 
Celtics fan, uh, love watching NBA games and college games. I know a lot of people usually are one or the other, but I will watch anything and everything related to basketball. Who's your favorite all-time Celtic? It's actually, I thought you were going to say player. So I am a diehard Celtics fan. Uh, I have a Larry Bird jersey, even though I never got the opportunity to watch him play. I was young and uh, not working for them yet at that point. But um, So I think Larry would still be the all-time he has to be for most Celtics fans, I think. Uh, actually, having seen play in person, um, I'd have to lean towards Paul Pierce just because of how many years he played here and what he did for the team and to finally win that championship. Uh, but I, I was a big fan of Ray Ray, Ray Allen as mm-hmm. well. So, But my favorite basketball player across the board was actually not a Celtic. It was a Nick because oh. he was a pure shooting guard, just like myself, and he just seems like he has a really humble, um, good demeanor and you know good personality uh alan houston Al- how did you how did you settle on alan houston it was probably back in junior high i think when i first started like really paying attention to the nba and uh like i said just he was also a number two guard and i liked his style of play but i also liked that he just didn't seem like one of those showboater arrogant type players he seemed like someone that you'd actually enjoy you know being around and uh seemed like a good guy so um, probably shouldn't add this part, but he's also easy on the eyes. So I'll put that out there. That What's your favorite college team? <laughs> um, that's tough. Cause we, I went to Boston university. We did make the tournament a couple of times in the last decade, but it was usually a 16 seed that we got blown out by a number one seed in those scenarios. But, um, I don't know if I really have a, a team that I always root for. I usually go for the underdogs. Like I like, you know, the teams that come March Madness time have been known to upset, whether it was back in the day, Gonzaga and teams like that. I usually don't go for like the Dukes and the major division one schools that uh, have a cult following. So I can't say I really have a, a standout college team, though. This might bleed into that last answer, but uh, what do you love about TBT? What type of teams do you like in TBT? Um, You know, I just I like the guys that come there to play and are there with kind of like a fun attitude and spirit going into it like they're excited to be able to experience something like March Madness whether they had the opportunity to do that in college or not they're there to kind of just get back together with guys that they used to play with and play for something that matters again um, one of the teams last year that I really enjoyed being with for the entire journey um, was City of Gods I thought they were a great group of guys and um, just very humble easy to work with one of my favorite stories about them is when we were booking travel for them to go on to uh, the final four, they said that they were willing to take the train. They're like, you know, whatever's cheapest and easiest for you guys. And, um, just really like, obviously a very talented team, but also personally just a very nice, you know, down to earth, good group of guys. Um, so I think they were probably my favorite if we're allowed to have favorites. (laughs) What What do you love about TBT in general? Um, I love that it's an opportunity for absolutely anyone to play in it. And so it's the first time that you could have, those kind of dream matchups that you talk about, like, well, what if Jordan played against LeBron? Like, this is the platform where that can happen, or an ordinary, quote-unquote, average Joe who wants to know what it's like to play against Scalabrini or thinks that they can beat Scalabrini, now they have a chance to do that. And so Almost literally last yeah, year, right? I know, yeah. I know. It was tough. Uh, but So I think being able to be the first organization that allows that to happen and gives people the opportunity to play for your want a lot of money, but also to be on a platform like ESPN that gets obviously national coverage. Um, I just think it's uh, it's a very unique premise, obviously, where people can 
enter for free, uh, get the fan votes that they need, and now you're eligible and you're you're in it. And so it's very open, democratic. Um, and like I said, you can see matchups that you never thought were were possible. It could be, you know, college teams that are comprised of guys that played in the '90s, early 2000s, and present day coming together. Like there's just an endless number of possibilities for any team makeup, and I think that's so exciting. And all the stories that we, you know know a little bit about some of them going in, but then there's other stories that just throughout the course of the tournament, all of a sudden you realize all these other little side um, fast facts about, you know, the teams that are really interesting and compelling. And it's really cool to get to know the teams and follow them along the way to the, the journey to the end. All right. Thanks, Jeanette. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Hi, I'm Jesse Leeds. Uh, I work for TBT and recruiting and PR. What do you really do? What do I really do? Are you able to edit this? Or no? Uh, maybe. Oh. Tell us what you really do. Um, what do I do? So I'm in charge of uh, recruiting, at, reaching out to teams, um, charities, minor league teams, alumni teams, um, informing them about TBT and kind of their point of contact is uh, walking through the registration process. And so during the off season, what have you been doing during this last, maybe last three or four months? Sure. I've been reaching out to managers, SIDs, um, Dobos, anybody affiliated with any basketball team across the country to, uh, you know, try and see, engage their interest in TBT. How long have you been working with TBT? Uh, three years. Since 2014? Yeah, you 20, were in on the first one. Yeah, 23, December 2013. Um, how did you find out about TBT? Through uh, one of our, Vin, a co-founder, investor. Uh, Vin? Yeah. Yeah, Vin Martelli? Vin Martelli. So how did Vin, did Vin reach out to you? I reached out to Vin through the UMass database, through um, the sport management program, and just luck of the draw, reached out to Vin and said they were looking for somebody, and it was really, int- uh, really, really intriguing. <laughs> that little sound you just heard was yeah. Jesse clicking his Can we redo this? Water this bottle. Is so bad. It's fine. No, it's not. It's great. People, this is what people want to hear. I know, but it's a lot so of- So did you- was there a posting or something for a job with TBT? Is that how you found Vin? Yeah, there was a there was a posting on the UMass alumni uh, sport management database, um, and it was for I can't remember right now, but it was you know for a startup basketball tournament. Thought it was intriguing. It's my background. Reached out to Vin and got on the phone the next day, and he tried explaining to me what was what was uh, in the works. What is your background in basketball? So um, I was a manager at UMass for four years for the UMass basketball team there, um, and then I went to work for uh, an Under Armour licensee. Um, in their basketball division for mouth guards and mouthware and, um, yeah. And so from that point, you were just looking to get and continue to be involved in right. the sport? Yeah. Did you do More any best. kind of marketing or PR stuff before? Yeah. So I had done PR for a baseball ownership group. Um, it was a baseball ownership group. They owned five teams across the country. Sorry. They owned five teams across the country, um, from Charleston to Minnesota and New York and did a lot of PR and, and marketing for them as well. And, did you travel for that or were you working out of Connecticut? You, well, first of all, I didn't ask you where you live. So I'm in Connecticut um, work mostly remotely down there and then, you know, come up here to Boston a few times a month. Um, the baseball ownership group, you know, was kind of similar to the NBA team marketing and business operations unit where I would go around and implement different, you know, marketing strategies and sponsorship activations at different ball clubs we owned and managed. And so when you came into TPT, it was kind of a almost an undefined role. You did sure. end up doing a lot of recruiting right away. Right. So I was, you know, wearing a lot of different hats and, you know, that's something we all love about TBT, you know, that small startup entrepreneurial aspect and, you know, wearing a lot of hats and, you know, touching a lot of different things. What was the situation like when you were trying to tell people about TBT in that first year? That was, that was a challenge. There was uh, a lot of skepticism, a lot of, you know, is this real? Is this fake? What's going on? I've never heard of this. So I think once we proved the concept in year one and even, you know, furthermore in year two, um, 
made my job a lot easier. What were people skeptical about? They'd never heard of the tournament, you know, in year one, it was $500,000, you know, free entry. What is this tournament? I can get in, you know, through fan votes. What are you guys talking about? This has never been done before. Um, so would have been even more challenging if we put up a million the first year, I think. So what did you tell them? I told them, you know, just trust the process, you know, wait and see what we do. We're going <laughs> to. It sounds like something that is like a motivational wait, a, yeah, speaker. Yeah, right. Trust the thing. process. Trust the process. Yeah. So it was uh, really, you know, proof of concept. So I think once we proved that, it became a lot easier in year two and see what happens when we open the floodgates on April 1st. Were you surprised that first year when you went down to Philly U and you saw just yourself having, having worked on it, right. how decked out it was and what a great job, you know, Janet I mean, everybody had done? Everybody it. did an incredible job. I mean, it was just you know, you have a certain vision in your head. And then when it comes to life, it was just, you know, tenfold. What so, did you see the difference between 14 and, and 15? Uh, the, the talent was obviously, you know, a, a lot better. A lot more people had jumped on and, you know, weren't as skeptical anymore. So coming into 2016, I think, you know, the talent level is even to be raised. What's your favorite sport? I would say basketball. Definitely. Yeah. I would say either basketball or either NFL or college basketball. It's pretty one and two, one what A, about, one B. What about NBA? I think the NBA game is, is, uh, kind of waiting. I was talking to one of my buddies the other day of, you know, kind of the same teams every year. I mean, you have the Warriors, obviously, you know. Does that bother you less. though? I mean, it's kind of nice to see that the same teams are good, right? Yeah. But I would say winning an NCAA championship would be 10 times more glorifying than winning an NBA championship any day. Really? I would much rather win, you know, March Madness and win a, a collegiate championship than, you know, the NBA, they get paid say million dollars, you know, play or don't play. They sit on the bench. So yeah, yeah. I, uh, I think winning a NCAA championship would be way better. Um, favorite NFL team? The Giants. Always? Always. Well, two out of the last eight Super Bowls, seven Super Bowls. So yeah, I guess that's true. Two out of the last eight. We'll forget yeah. which team they won against. Yeah. Um, favorite college team? The North Carolina Tar Heels. Really? Yeah. Even as a UMass uh, yeah, Minuteman? I grew up a huge Tar Heels fan. So How did that happen from Connecticut? Uh, I don't know. I think just at an early age, you know, you pick a team and, you know, it was... I'll date myself here, but the, uh, you can, it's not like you're like, <laughs> I know, like but me. still, I don't want to say like, um, just growing up, like in, you know, the nineties and the two thousands and watching the Tar Heels play is just something kind of latched onto. And then they want it in 05 and then 09 and they're going to, you know, go back to the final four this year. So is that across all sports or is that just for basketball? Just basketball. Do you have a favorite college football team that you watch? No, not being, not being in college football. Really? Yeah. It's a classic sort of Northeastern is it? approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the rest of the country, people love college yeah, football. Yeah. Not that big up here. I mean, we don't have any good teams or Bammer or LSU or anything. What about um, what you love about TBT? What I love about TBT, I think just every year it's really, you know, a new experience. There's new teams working with these new GMs and, you know, kind of kind of working on, you know, getting new teams signed up. That's something that's really, you know, rewarding. What is your favorite kind of TBT team? Do you have one? I mean, not to be cliche, but the alumni teams have, you know, a lot of success. You know, you look at Notre Dame winning in 2014, the success that Syracuse had last year. And, you know, hopefully we're looking at Ohio State and Michigan State. I mean, working with those teams and working with the SIDs and the whole basketball department is really great. Matt Pendolfi, Director of Marketing at TBT. Matt, what do you really do? Um, right now, I'm learning. And then the ultimate goal is to uh, essentially grow TBT's fan base. Tell me more about what you're uh, learning about so far? Everything. Um, I've been with the tournament for a month, so I'm literally, you know, trying to absorb everything that there is to know, um, just to come up with the best strategy. So whether it's, you know, reading about past tournaments or reading about, you know, anything as far as, uh, marketing that could benefit us, I'm just sort of in the absorption, absorption phase right now. What did you do before you came to TBT? Um, I've always been in advertising and marketing. Um, I've been on the 
the media side, um, working with a couple media groups who um, have websites and have radio stations. I've been on the ad agency side, uh, buying and, and uh, planning media, and then I've been on the uh, client side also. Tell me more about sort of your background, specific companies, things that you've done, um, things like that. Uh, so I've worked at Foxwoods. Um, I managed their sports marketing department for a couple years. Um, that was interesting. You know, being in the gaming world sort of uh, exposed me to something that I had really not been too familiar with. Um, wasn't a big gambler, um, still aren't to this day. Um, so, you know, that was kind of an eye-opening experience. Um, you know, Foxwoods to someone who grew up in Connecticut and who's lived in the Northeast for the majority of their lives is, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's as synonymous as, you know, hot dogs. Well, yeah. For, for, I mean, Foxwoods is, it's the it's most between probably recognized besides ESPN, maybe the most recognizable yep. Connecticut brand, right? But then you go outside even to, to New York and no one has really any clue. So, you know, it was just about getting, the Foxwoods brand out there and, and making us um, be appealing to a larger audience. What did you find, or I should say, how did you find out about TVT? Um, so actually there was a job posting uh, a couple years back. So I had shot um, Jen Todd an email. Um, we, you know, sent emails back and forth a couple times. It was still kind of a concept at that, that point that was being improved. Um, so the position was kind of put on hold. And then, you know, I followed the, the tournament um, for the next two years. You know, it was awesome concept. Um, you know, just kept on reading about it, um, sent Jen pleasantries every now and then. And then, you know, one thing like <laughs> Emails or, or actual, like, gifts like chocolates and no. flowers and things like that? <laughs> no. Your wife would have been upset Strictly if you emails. somebody else. Yeah, she yeah. kind of would have been a little yeah. uh, confused. No question. So you would send her emails and little updates and things. And yeah. what happened after that? Uh, so actually, I was in Los Angeles for work back in October. Um, and Jen had responded to a note that I had sent three or four months earlier, uh, saying that she just found it and that there was a position open and she would like to talk to me about it. Then, uh, you know, I spoke to her about it and then I came in, I met with the team, uh, did a couple of Skype interviews with yourself. And then, uh, here I am. Now, what did you, did you, we already talked about you before TBT. Um, where are you from originally? I know you mentioned you're from New England. Are you from Connecticut? I am from Connecticut. I'm from central Connecticut, uh, a little town called Marlboro that no one has ever heard of. That's about 15 minutes outside of Hartford. And you were telling me yesterday that it was a pretty small high school you went to too, right? Yes, very small. So uh, the high school was three towns combined. Um, my senior year, we had graduating class that was about 95 kids total so below 100 it's it's grown since then um but it's it's still a generally you know pretty small rural area did you play sports in high school i did uh played basketball baseball um but then you know realized it wasn't getting me anywhere and that it was time to join the workforce <laughs> what's your favorite sport college basketball by far? By there far. There was like no hesitation on that By for far. You. Really? Oh, yeah. And there's a particular team you'd root for, right? Yeah, Duke. Tell me about how you became a Duke fan. Um, I was young, impressionable. They had just won um, a championship and thought the name was really cool. The so, name Duke? The, the name Duke. And you have in your office a kind of a oversized picture there of Christian Leitner. I, I have a couple of them. But was that the year that they won that interested you? Yeah. When he was there? In 91, yeah. Oh, interesting. So is he your favorite Dookie of all time? He's my favorite athlete of all time. Athlete? Oh, yeah. And we must have loved that ESPN 30 for 30 they had in him, huh? It's still recorded on my uh, DVR. How many times have you watched it? Um, Quite a few. <laughs> we watched it Christmas morning. 
<laughs> You're kidding me. No, my really? son loves it too. Instead of like whatever else you might have been doing, you took time out to watch that. In my defense, it was on ESPN because they were running a 30 for 30 marathon. Um, but I mean, I have no qualms about watching it on a whim. So have you been down to Cameron to watch games? I have not in a couple of years though. Okay. What was it like when you went with the first time? Well, I actually should say the first time you went, how old were you? I was in grad school. So 20, I have to do the math in my head quickly, like 23, 24. What was it like? Uh, intimate. That's kind of the first thing that comes Where to mind. Where did you it's, sit? Uh, nowhere good. Um, but you know, it's a small enough venue where, you know, you have a pretty good sight line regardless of, uh, where you are. Okay. So you go there, did you go with friends or family or who did you go with? Uh, friend from, uh, from college. And so was the friend down, you went to grad school in Florida, right? Mm -hmm, correct. So did the friend meet you like halfway in North Carolina? No, we just drove up. Oh, he was down with you. Yeah. Okay, great. So you go to this Duke game. You did, how did you get tickets? Um, just the usual way, go online and, and buy them for over face value. And so you go online, buy the tickets and show up. Uh, did, were you like a face painter at that no, point? No, absolutely not. Did you wear Duke blue though? I wore a Duke shirt. I'm, I'm not one to wear, you know, get decked out in team garb. Uh, but I did have a Duke shirt on. Did you have a sense that you were sort of fulfilling your personal yes, fan destiny of absolutely. finally making it to Cameron? Absolutely. Really? And, well, until I go to a Duke Carolina game, um, that's kind of as close as I'm going to get. Do you have any plans to do that in the imminent future? I'm probably going to wait until my son gets a little older and go with him. I've sort of brainwashed him to be a Duke fan. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, as he gets older and I continue to brainwash him, uh, it'll be just that more special. So, you know, as a Duke fan, when you were growing up, were you aware that there was sort of, even back in from 91, 92, 93, was there that there was this sort of... I don't know if backlash is the right word, but Hatred. that there's, yeah, there's like a, you know, they're like the Yankees essentially of college basketball now. Yep. Were you aware of that perception? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in Connecticut, so I grew up in the middle of Yukon country. And, you know, when Duke lost in 99 to Yukon, I mean, I felt the full wrath. Went to school the next day, wore my Grant Hill jersey proud and just got ribbing all day long. And then I, I still do. And, uh, I think, that's another reason why I kind of like Duke. Um, kind of the, the dislike for them, um, kind of going against the grain. Are you a contrarian? Like you're naturally a contrarian? Yeah, I am. You are? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't know from how easily, uh, you're having a conversation here. So I appreciate that. Um, but did you, were you a fan last year of TBT of any particular teams? Not any p- particular team, just TBT as a whole. So what do you love about it? Um, what, what made you want to quit your job and come, come do this? It's just, it's the growth opportunity. Um, you know, I, I think TBT has nowhere to go but up. Uh, the fact that it's open to anyone, um, you know, it, odds are the average Joe won't win, but, you know, the average Joe in theory could join, um, get a team together and do some damage. You know, it kind of has that March Madness feel to it that, yeah. you know, just because you have a stacked team doesn't mean you could win. You know, there's always the underdog factor. What is it about the openness of it that is attractive? Just, in your mind, just that you know anyone, and, and, and anyone could field a team, and depending on how you know outgoing, social, um, you know, driven you are, you know, that could get you into it. It's not based on your athletic skill per se. Um, it's based on your sort of ability to to, to market yourself. 